Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. From the TrueCar.com studios, the new way to buy a car. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400, WCOS Columbia, and iHeart Radio Station. Sports trending now. A double dose of football wraps up week one in the National Football League tonight. It starts off in New Orleans at 710 Eastern time with the Saints home to the Houston Texans. Pregame.com has the Saints right now as a six and a half point favorite, while the Broncos are three point favorites on the road in Oakland, taking on the Raiders. Expected kickoff time for that one about 1020 Eastern time. Of course, the Raiders don't have wide receiver Antonio Brown anymore, released over the weekend and then quickly signed by the New England Patriots. NFL Network says that the Patriots are actually giving Brown a one-year $15 million contract with a $20 million option for 2020. X-rays on the ankle of Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster came back negative as he's expected to play in Week 2 against the Seahawks. U.S. top Brazil to finish undefeated in group play at the FIBA World Cup. They claim the top seed in the quarterfinals. I'm Dan Beyer. Your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival now. Text the nationwide keyword FOLD to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates may apply in this nationwide contest. That's FOLD to 200-200. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown. It is the Monday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Lots of stuff to get into, but I want to start with the Gamecocks today and welcome into the program from the fifth quarter postgame show on News Radio 560 WVOC, Justin Hall. Justin, it is like vertigo, my friend. That is what these phones, this phone system is. I'm going to start yelling at the engineers from here. Maybe they can hear me as we get it squared away. But, Justin, thanks for joining the program. Sure, let me try it again. Hello, Rob. How are you this Monday afternoon? I'm doing a lot better now that I can hear you, my friend. Let's talk about the big win for the Gamecocks over the weekend. And I say big win because this is really what the program needed after that debacle against North Carolina. Sure, you needed to. I, I saw a lot of fans on Twitter, of course. That's where, that's where you should go for all of your late-breaking analysis, right? No, but all the fans on Twitter were saying, you know, South Carolina needs to score 50-plus on Charleston Southern. They need to win by at least 40, and and they did that, and they spread the ball around, got some young guys some run, um, no pun intended. I thought Kevin Harris was, was pretty solid in the fourth quarter. I mean, he, uh, he had over 140 yards and I think three touchdowns on the ground. I don't have the notes in front of me, but he had a good game, and, and Ryan Holinsky was a solid debut. They did what they were supposed to do. Does this, does this win uh, mean that South Carolina is going to do something great this year? Probably not, but they needed the dispatch of a glorified high school squad for the first time in a long time. And they did that. So it, it just breeds optimism and confidence uh, for a young staff. All right, but let's let's put this into perspective for just a second, though. Uh, I spoke with my buddy Kelly Nash from the Morning Rush here on WCOS, uh, him and his, uh, his partner Jonathan Rush over there. 
they they both had the same mentality of when they saw Charleston Southern come on the field, they were concerned that it looked like a bunch of five five guys going to play against a bunch of six five guys. I mean, just uh, not an even matchup across the board. And, and to be honest with you, Coach Muschamp was even even threw a couple of things out there like look who they're blocking and stuff like that. I mean, should we should just take it with a grain of salt though with uh, with the level of competition? Would you agree? Sure. Sure, absolutely. And we said that on the postgame show on Saturday afternoon. Everything everything we said, I think we tabled with, given given the competition and, and given who you're playing against. So we still don't really know what this team is. Uh, from week one, it really threw a curve. It was like, whoa, this team is really bad. Uh, week two, you can't really judge it. I don't think we're really going to gain any significant knowledge on Saturday unless the Gamecocks come out and shock the football world and pull another upset over Alabama at home. Um, I don't think we're really going to know what this team is until after that Missouri game, whenever it takes place, uh, on Saturday, September 21st. Is, we don't we don't really know how good Ryan Holinsky can be just because of the level. Like you said, it was, he, was, he might as well have been throwing against air on Saturday afternoon. Right, but there were still some areas of concern for the Gamecock um, defense, in my opinion. Uh, the lead rusher for... Coastal Carolina ended up averaging 6.6 yards a carry. That's not what you really want to see against a Big South opponent. Right, and, and, and of course, I believe he had that one run of he broke one off when they pulled, I think they were either pulling guard or pulling the center around on the left side, and he was able to shoot the gap and get some yardage there. I don't know how much he got after that, uh, but that probably had a lot to do with the, the yards per carry total. Yeah, this team still got to work on some things, certainly, uh, defensively, I thought they did a better job of hunting and, and tackling better on Saturday, again, given the competition. Uh, but it's just those things that if you can get that in and, okay, now we've seen that we can do it, maybe, just maybe, that gives them a little confidence and they're able to kind of level some things down as they head into a big-time matchup as a huge underdog. You know, you mentioned something on on the fifth quarter on Saturday that just made a lot of sense. You said... Uh, we're going to be hearing a lot of stuff this week about the 2010 matchup between South Carolina and Alabama. And you were cautionary in that don't get your head twisted on that. Um, it, it's I don't want to seem like this, the, the Gamecocks are a sacrificial lamb, but if you look at Alabama's schedule from just last season, every SEC team they played, they beat by 17 points or more with the exception of the SEC championship game where they decided to take off a half. Right. Yeah, so right. I mean it's it's so, definitely an uphill battle for the Gamecocks and you mentioned shock, you know uh shocking the world. This would be a I mean on on the lines of if Army would have taken care of Michigan over the weekend or you know even I mean pick pick your historic matchup there if the Gamecocks were able to pull off a win. Right, because and let's remember, we don't need to have revisionist history. While South Carolina was an underdog to Alabama in 2010, yes, Alabama was number one. I believe South Carolina was number 19 at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were a ranked team, and they had a lot of proven commodities at at different spots. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey was on that right. team, if I remember correctly. Stephen Garcia Alshon was, Jeffrey, was actually Marcus Lattimore. Yeah, Marcus Lattimore. I mean, Stephen Garcia wasn't key in cars. I mean, he was focused on that game. I mean, it was they had some players on the on that team that makes it uh, a little bit easier to try to pull that upset at home. But 
this Gamecock team has some players, but a lot of them are just unproven. Would you agree? Unproven, completely unproven. And I, I saw a quote from, uh, I think Cecil Hurt put it out from Saban's presser today. They asked him about that 2010 game. He said, yeah, we got beat. I'll make sure to go tell our guys about it. I think they were in second grade when it happened. 2010 doesn't matter. And fans, you're going to see it. It's going to be talked about, oh, well, in 2010, South Carolina did this, this, and this. Please understand that going into this game, I don't want you to have a loser's mentality if you're a fan, but you need to think realistically and you need to think rationally and you need to think about, okay, what do I deem a a true success this Saturday afternoon? A win would be phenomenal, and it would be the signature win in the Muschamp era, no question. Um, A loss by 3-14 to would be really good. (laughs) Um, A loss by 14-23 to would be good. Anything more than that, I think you're on par with what you're talking about. Hopefully you don't get your brakes beaten off. Uh, But I think fans would want to see this team be competitive for the first half. Um, don't come out with the same mentality you did against Georgia where, hey, let's try to sling it sideline to sideline um, and just try to be competitive early on, keep your crowd in it, and then see where things happen and don't be conservative. Hopefully, Brian McClendon and Will Muschamp, after the game, things can be said like, well, you know what? They threw everything in the kitchen sink at the Crimson Tide and just came up short. That's the talent gap. Hopefully that's the story on Saturday afternoon. Don't, do you think it would be great if it were sort of like the Clemson game last year where they just came out and they, they had a, a special, as uh, Coach Eric Wilson calls it, and it was something Alabama never seen, and they may have needed some time just to, to kind of figure it out. But the Gamecocks come out and put 30 on the board but still lose. I think that's a monumental win for this team. Well, that's just positive momentum. Um, I think most fans believe that this team will get beaten. Um, I think most people believe this defense will kind of get gashed up a little bit. Now, I don't know where, I don't know how. Good luck to the corners for South Carolina having to guard Jerry, Judy, and a host of others with Alabama. Uh, but then also trying not to get gashed in the run game. Um, if they hang 30 on Alabama, that's just more positive offensive momentum heading into a, a, your first true road game of the season. So I think what we're really going to be talking about on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and Saturday night is what are some positives that can be taken from this game given, I can't believe I'm saying this, but on the other end of the spectrum, given the level of competition, where can South Carolina pull some positives and still show that they have things they need to work on? Hopefully you're right. Hopefully that you have that special that takes Alabama and Coach Saban uh, a quarter, quarter and a half to really figure out and just exploit them in that for a little while. Uh, and just try to keep your home crowd in it. It's going to be a hot, humid Saturday afternoon, try to keep him in at a three, on a 3.30 kick and, and let Williams Bryce be something special uh, for seemingly the first time in a long time. So final question for uh, Justin Hall from the Fifth Quarter Post Game Show. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Justin B. Hall. And don't forget, his co-host is uh, Tim Pops Frisbee, former Gamecock wide receiver. Catch their show every Saturday after the game. And as soon as the game is over, your calls get on the air instantly. It's not like some folks where you got to hear sponsors and everything else, we will get you on the air immediately following whatever happens with the Gamecocks and uh, the Crimson Tide this weekend. Uh, Helinski is making his, we know that he made his first start against Charleston Southern, but his first real start comes against the number two team in the country. And obviously the pass rush is going to be a lot more ferocious from the Alabama 
uh, defense than what he faced with Charleston Southern. What are some positives we can hope for for the young quarterback for the Gamecocks? Um, I think you're going to need to be willing to take the bumps in the road on Saturday. Um, I like, even when he was pressured against Charleston Southern, now given he shouldn't have been pressured at all, but when he did face pressure, he stood in and made throws, which is which is what you want to see. Um, you just want to see him be able to compose himself in the pocket. I don't think the game will be too big for him, just based on his demeanor and what all he's been through and being out in front of the of his uh, family's organization, Holinsky's Hope. He's sort of been in the limelight, and so I don't know if that's really going to get to him very much. Um, you just want to see him stay composed, make some throws. You know, don't lose the game on the first drive. That, that's been South Carolina's problem in big games. Uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Multiple times, Georgia, teams like that, and Texas A&M, they, they lose the game on the first drive. And after that first drive, it was an interception or it was a three and out. You could just see the offensive leadership just right into the ground. Carolina fans look to see if he maintains an even keel, stays upbeat, tries to keep his team chattering a little bit. If you see that, even in a losing effort, that bodes well for the future for a South Carolina football team. Justin Hall from the Fifth Quarter Post Game Show. Of course, people can follow you on Twitter at Justin B. Hall. I'm excited to be working with you again this season on News Radio 560 WVOC. And uh, look forward to chatting with you on Saturday, my friend. Of course. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. It's a 3.30 kick on a certain network. So we, the game might be over by 7.45? Maybe. Maybe not. Those games tend to go long. The, the SEC games on CBS are notoriously long notoriously long crazy so maybe may need to grab my dinner on the way over to the studio this saturday i don't know but i'll, I'll look forward to it i'll look forward to seeing you then well if you're bringing dinner i'll, I'll send you my order send me your order get <laughs> involved it's the three amigos we gotta we'll send martin short i'll go i'll go take care of it all right justin man thanks for joining us here on the rundown this afternoon appreciate it brother thanks rob see you saturday all right justin hall follow him on twitter at justin b hall uh, a lot of great comments from him, including that, you know, you can't hang what happened on t- in 2010 until now. Um, I honestly think, and I don't think there's a very realistic Gamecock fan that's out there saying, you know what, maybe the Gamecocks have the horses they can beat Alabama. Alabama has a road grader of a team. And I honestly think there are three teams in the country that are on that level, the first being uh Obviously, Clemson, and then Alabama, and then you could argue uh, Georgia and maybe LSU. LSU had a dominant performance down at Texas the other night. Uh, so dominant, if you watch closely, you could see Matthew McConaughey slinging F-bombs. It was pretty funny. They had The Undertaker come out on game day from, uh, from WWE, and that didn't help them. I mean, I guess he was just taking out the Texas body. So Texas, on the other hand, they looked like they were... You know, we hear all the time about, well, Texas is back. Clap your hands, and Tom Herman's awesome, and ba 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 and then 
Yeah, then Texas falls on their face. That was a very satisfying game to watch. Just because of the narrative that you hear from Texas fans, which is, you know, kind of loud if you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. You can follow me there. You can also follow me on Facebook Live. Uh, we'll read your comments on the air. Today, we will give you my biggest aha moments, which I have right here in front of me. You can hear the paper right there from the weekend. It was like, whoa, wait a minute, that happened? Including one from an in-state team that kind of made me uh, pop my head a little bit. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Clemson's win over Texas A&M. You know, it's almost to the point now where after that game, I mean, who is Clemson playing the rest of the season? If you're a Clemson fan, it's just sort of like now you're just going up there for the tailgate. (laughs) That sounds kind of weird, but that's basically what it is. Clemson should be favored by 17 points or more in every game they play the rest of the season, regardless of if it's at home, on the road, whatever. And I don't think there's a team left that will be able to match wits with the Tigers. So we'll get into that. And uh, some moments from the NFL. Is the Cam Newton-Ron Rivera era going to end at, at Carolina? Or was it just one game? We'll talk about that and a lot more this afternoon here on The Rundown. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. And, of course, around the world on the iHeartRadio app, we appreciate you listening there. Be sure to check out the podcast. We'll be up about 5 o'clock this afternoon. More of the rundown in just a moment. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world in the iHeartRadio app. I appreciate it. A uh, couple of other things I want to get into today. Former Clemson and South Carolina defensive tackle Josh Belk had not really spoken out in public about what was going on um, with him as he left both programs. Um, you know, I, I was always of the mentality. You don't rip, uh, rip the college kids, but I'm starting to wonder a little bit about Josh Belk. He came out and said there were, there was talk that maybe he wasn't in the greatest shape when he was at Clemson. Then, you know, you had the issues at South Carolina where he comes in and nothing really pans out. Um, it's, it's just kind of a mess with what happened, but he put out there, and this was the big thing. He said he came home. It was kind of dirty on that end. When you're on, he says, quote, when you're on scholarship, I feel like you should have an option to stay at that point. I was like, they just wanted me for football. It's a business, so I understood that. Look, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news on this, but the reality is, is that college football is a business. If you're a player, you have to be able to play. They only have so many scholarships to give out. And I'm not saying that um, I don't know the full backstory with all of that. I know he tried. He says he tried to play at a junior college in um, Mississippi, but yeah, that uh, it's the more and more you read about the Josh Belk saga, because that's kind of what it is. The university released a statement on. I'm trying to pull that up now because I think it just was released a little bit earlier. Um, but uh, I will. If once I get that full statement, I will uh, bring that to you as quickly as I can. But the Josh Belk saga, and it comes out that he claims that uh, his scholarship was not going to be renewed. Just kind of, and he waits until now to actually bring that up. It's just, uh, 
it was he was said he was asked to be working out while he was injured. That's why it would led him to his departure at South Carolina. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't really know who to believe because there's there's so many differing sides to it. So, if you want to call up and discuss Josh Belk, you can at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us here this afternoon on the rundown, we're going to have the list coming up here shortly. My five biggest aha moments from over the weekend. But one of them that sticks out that I kind of got to talk about now is the debacle at Tennessee. I have to apologize to you, ladies and gentlemen, because I talked up Tennessee in the preseason. I thought what Jeremy Pruitt was doing was a good thing. They got a new offensive coordinator in there. Jeremy Pruitt's got a great offensive mind or a great defensive mind. The recruiting numbers were ticking up a little bit. But I tell you what, he has turned them into I use the term gong show liberally here, but they are an absolute gong show. After they lost to BYU over the weekend, they are now 0-2 in conference play over two overall. They play Chattanooga this weekend. Uh, can you see them winning a game after Chattanooga? Anyone? Raise your hand. Th- they may not beat Chattanooga. I mean, it's, it's lock, stock, and barrel. Are you really buying in to what they are doing with, uh, with Tennessee? They, they could go 1-11, especially after, and it, which would be funny because I'd talked them up for a while. Hey, they're going to be great. Just from what I've seen. And then things just go to the grinder. That loss was absolutely terrible. One of the other things that was interesting, too, um, if you listen to the show, I got something right over the weekend. I said that uh, Army would hang with Michigan. And if Army, the Army kicker in his first field goal attempt could have kicked a 50-yard field goal, they would have won that game. They were 22-and-a-half-point underdogs. Army is, in my opinion, the best non-Power 5 team in college football. I think they beat UCF. I think there's tons of people that they can, uh, they can run through that schedule, and um, I don't think they're going to be tested in their schedule anyway, but I think they're going to be probably the best non-Power 5 team in the country, and they almost hung it on Michigan. And the more and more I think about it, Michigan is probably the most overrated team in the country. They, they look like they have no clue. Now, I know that people are going to say, but they had that weird offense, Rob. Stop it. Do you know that the, the deficiencies that Army has to have where linemen can only weigh so much and they can only be so tall? You know, just stop with all that. Michigan looks like they are going to be a floundering program this season. I know they're 2-0, and but if you told me to bet my money on the Big Ten, I like um, Ohio State and Penn State a heck of a lot more than I like Michigan right now. Michigan just looks like they are just heading down, down to a road of hurt. We'll also have this afternoon, I'll give you my picks for Monday Night Football, um, an interesting weekend in the uh, – in the, on the Monday night front with uh, Houston's playing tonight. It's a double set, so that's kind of interesting. Clemson fans, just so you know, kickoff time is set for your game with Charlotte 
on September the 21st. That game will be at 7.30 on the ACC Network. So Clemson gets a night game in Death Valley against the non-Power 5 team. I know there's Gamecock fans that are like, can we ever get a game at night? I can't remember the last game at night that was worthwhile for the Gamecocks. It's like they're just throttled into that 12 and 3.30 or 4.30 set. Can we get some night games at Williams-Brice, especially in this heat? My goodness. It is hotter than a firecracker out there. So, anyway. Several other things we'll get into today, including um, LSU trolling Texas. And uh, when we come back, we'll have the list, my five aha moments of the weekend. And who I think should replace, and yes, I said replace, Jeremy Pruitt. Because Pruitt... I know I'm kind of like an ejector mentality, but when you have something that goes on this close at the start of your your uh, set with a team, your tenure with a team, it's just not going to work. Not going to work. So I'll tell you who I think they should get. A blast from the past. That'll be my, my hint for you there. All right, so be sure to download the podcast. Appreciate the folks who do that. That's on um, Fox Sports Radio's website, or you can uh, go online and uh, get it through uh, through iTunes. Just look for a Rundown with Rob. Pick up the podcast there. You can listen whenever you want. So we'll have uh, more of the Rundown in just a moment as we do the list here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Strap in. It's time for the list. The list this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. These are my top five. Whoa, 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 Nelly. Hold on a minute. How did this happen? My moments from the uh, the weekend in sports. And I know, I know, I know everybody loves college football, but I got to start with this to lead us off. Number five. The Red Sox have fired their president, Dave Dombrowski. This is like, what, uh, I don't know, eight months, nine months after they win the World Series. Congratulations, you're still eight games over 500, eight games out of the wild card race, but the Yankees are making us look stupid. So guess what? You're fired. Get the hell out of here. I don't care if you won the World Series. That's what the Red Sox have pretty much done. So <laughs> how can you fall that quickly in baseball? I know general managers get axed all the time, but getting axed right now just doesn't look very good. Should have waited till the end of the season. Number four. You know, I mentioned it earlier, but BYU over UT. Tennessee dropping a home game, their second home game, by the way, to BYU. Just depressing if you are a Tennessee fan right now. You don't see a lot of those uh, Tennessee hats anymore you used to see all the way around Columbia. Number three. Uh, FSU wins over Louisiana Monroe 45-44. to Let's all give a golf clap. 
to Willie Taggart. Yes, you had a one-point win over Louisiana Monroe. Just wow. Wow, 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 wow. Number two. Number two, we got to go with Maryland basically beating the snot out of Syracuse. You know, we had all this hype from Syracuse, and I don't know if I was really buying into all that because I, losing Eric Dungy, Eric Dungy was a heck of a player for them. But the reality is is that they were really hyped. They liked uh, DeVito, the new quarterback. Then they go out and they play at Kansas. Uh, shout out to John who reached out to me on Facebook. And, of course, John is the probably the biggest Ohio State apologist I know. He probably has an Ohio State back tattoo. That, that would not surprise me with the way that he's always touting Ohio State. He goes, no mention of Ohio State being a title contender or Big Ten love again. What did Maryland just do to Syracuse? Yes, I'm acknowledging that, but the reality is most of the people in the Big Ten don't acknowledge Maryland as being in the Big Ten. They don't care. Maryland is the Mizzou of the Big Ten. Yes, they're listed as they're in the conference, but the reality is, is that no one cares when it comes to football. They just don't care. So why should I tout Maryland as this Big Ten power when the fans from every other team in the Big Ten don't really respect them anyway? And number one. Number one, well, this is from Stadium Sports. A big win for an in-state team. All right, give it to Maryland, and he's going to roll into the end zone. Touchdown, Coastal Carolina. Touchdown, Coastal Carolina. C.J. Marable and Coastal Carolina go on the road and get a win over a Power 5 team. Not very many people were like, whoa, wait a minute, that could happen. That was one of those things that was just really interesting to me over the weekend. And, you know, you've heard of the turnover backpack for Florida State. That's kind of gone away uh, with the whole door of the Explorer backpack. That's gone. You have the turnover chain at Miami. Well, what they did at CCU in the locker room down there in Kansas and whatever middle of the cornfield where they were playing it up there in Kansas is they beheaded a Kansas Jayhawk in a, in a pinata form. Go and check that out. It's on my blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com. My thing is, is that they, I, okay, if you can get past the pinata thing, they borrowed somebody's crutch to hit with it, hit it with. They couldn't, they couldn't come up with a bat or whatever. Now, let's just take this guy. He's on crutches. Use his crutch and hit it. But if you want to see a Jayhawk get beheaded, go to my blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com and check up there at the top there where it says lineup. Rob Sanders right there for you. Quite possibly one of the funniest things you will see is uh, how happy these guys were and how pathetic this bird looked when they were done with it. Now, it is in a pinata form. Don't call the animal control people on me. I don't need all of that. But it was a, 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 a pinata in the shape of a Kansas Jayhawk, and they beat it senseless. So go and check that out on my blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com as they win there. And you know what? That's good for Kansas, and I'll tell you why. Because we all need a dose of humility in our lives. Kansas tweeted out something a couple months ago saying that they were the only uh, only school in America that has a has a national championship coach in basketball and football. Um, Les Miles, 
was eating grass at LSU when he won his. Maybe he should, you know, get his guys tuned up on that. Hey, let's eat some grass here at Kansas. Maybe that'll get us where we need to go. A sad state of affairs is football up in uh, Kansas as uh, they get themselves a loss hung on them by Coastal Carolina. A couple of quick notes from the uh, Clemson-Texas A&M game. Did you think Texas A&M players were kind of milking the clock a little bit with injuries? You know, I could see that out there a little bit. They it just seemed either that or their their nutrition staff forgot to tell them, hey, drink some Gatorade, you're going to be in the South Carolina heat. That was one of the interesting things that I noticed from there. Another solid performance from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jalen Dixon getting some carries, doing some good stuff with the ball as far as being the running back. Travis Etienne has another strong game. Um, I think uh, Clemson held the Texas A&M offense like 289 total yards against an SEC opponent. I'd say the Tigers are uh, locked in. Now, the crazy thing now, though, is as I said at the beginning of the show, they're not going to have another team on their schedule that they really have to worry about. I mean, who you got that they're going to be worried about the rest of the way? I mean, it's not Syracuse. Maryland throttled them. We'll take your calls on the Clemson game, too, at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, do you think South Carolina is going to cover the spread against Alabama? Opens up at 24. Wow, that's a lot of points. I mean, Alabama's covered it before, but still, that is a lot of points. A lot of points. So we'll take your calls this afternoon at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. Out to the phones we go. Welcome into the rundown. Go Tigers. What's up, Rob? What's up, man? Hey, I got about uh, 20 seconds, but it's all yours. Have at it. They were fat. They were out of shape. They were not ready. They were talking trash about the Tigers, and they got what they deserved. Hey, and one thing, Rob, Baker Mayfield sucks. Thank you, buddy. All right, man. More of the rundown in just a moment. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I am Rob Sanders. Once again, thank you so much for joining me here today. We've talked about so much today. I wanted to get into one quick thing with Tennessee. You know, is it time to buy out Jeremy Pruitt? And I know that Tennessee fans don't want to hear this because they don't want to go back down this road. But why not bring Phil Fulmer back? Phil Fulmer is the athletic director. Let him do his thing for a year just to stabilize the program. I mean, older coaches work out. Look at what Mac Brown's doing at North Carolina. He brought some stability back to the program. He's not going to be there five years from now. But, hey, they're stable. They're not, they're not a conference joke. It's an absolute mess right now, the Tennessee football program. Um, I thought I'd give you my picks for tonight, Monday Night Football. You know, tonight you've got 
a couple of games, which is kind of interesting. Right, Monday night football. You know, tonight you've got a couple of games, which is kind of interesting. I'll be up late tonight watching watching Monday night football. But two games tonight, Houston and New Orleans. The opening line on that game has New Orleans as a nine-point favorite. It's dropped to six and a half. You know, I like Drew Brees a lot. I think there's a lot of questions still with that uh, Houston defense. So if you can get in on the six and a half, go with New Orleans. That's my my pick there. Uh, Denver and Oakland, two teams that are fighting to stay. This game is the biggest game of the season for them because I think both of them are going to fight to stay out of the uh, the cellar here. Um Denver opened up as a three and a half point favorite. Then now Oakland, or excuse me, Oakland was a three and a half point favorite. Now they're a three and a half point underdogs. That's like a six point swing in the line. That's going to be a tough game. It's like a coin flip game to me. But I would go with, I would go with Oakland because I think that Denver has more questions than Oakland does. At least Denver is pretty sure about their quarterback situation and what they got. And. I don't know. You watch Hard Knocks, you think, man, John Gruden seems like he's a great coach, but then everything turns into into just a load of a load of cow dung. It's pretty much the only way that I can I can put it out there. So there's my picks for tonight. Take Oakland and New Orleans if you can get in at the six and a half. I think the New Orleans game will probably be the better game of the night. So don't feel bad if you drift off to sleep and you miss some of it. You could just catch up on it on your app the next morning. <laughs> All right, so there's your two games for tonight. Um, South Carolina, of course, opens up as a 24, and I think it's right at 24 points is the line for that game this coming weekend. I would say that's about right. Um, it's close close to what I would think would be. I, I thought it'd be 21 to 25, but. We will see how that line moves throughout the week. Also, Clemson opens up. I think they're like a 24-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. That is a lot of points on the road anywhere. But we will see how, how that line moves throughout the week. As I'm making sure I'm giving you the correct numbers there. Yeah, South Carolina started out as a 21-point underdog. Now it's up to 25 as the line continues to move. And then, of course, Clemson and Syracuse after Syracuse with their debacle at Maryland. Man, that was terrible. (laughs) Terrible showing there for uh, Syracuse. Yeah, Clemson's a 24-point favorite to open. It's up to 27 points now. We will see how that matchup goes. A couple of other interesting matchups from over this coming weekend. Florida State and Virginia. Virginia's an eight-point favorite. Uh, Kentucky and Florida. Kentucky lost their starting quarterback. Uh, Terry Wilson injured, ruptured, has a has a, a ruptured patella tendon or something like that. That's really throwing him off. And he is done for the season, by the way. They have a brand new quarterback at Kentucky. The game is at Kentucky, by the way, which is interesting too. But Florida is still a nine and a half point favorite. Ooh, that's gonna be interesting. Will Felipe Franks be able to step outside the stupid and pick up a win? I know he played pretty well. Uh, this weekend against uh, whatever cupcake team that Florida had scheduled. Uh, North Carolina and Wake Forest this week. That's the Friday night game. 
Uh, Wake Forest is a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home. It's kind of a big matchup there for North Carolina because they can move to 2-0 and in conference play. Wow. Craziness. Another team that's also 2-0 and in conference play is Boston College. They welcome in Kansas, the team that uh, Coastal Carolina just slapped around. <laughs> that was a great the, – the sound in that stadium when uh, – when Coastal took the lead, was just great. Right, give it to Maribel, and he's going to roll into the end zone. Touchdown, Coastal Carolina. Yeah, they had about they had more people go to Midnight Madness for hoops than showed up for football there. But uh, Kansas and Boston College will play this week. Look for a big win there for Boston College. By the way, uh, Maryland picks up that win over Syracuse. They're a four-point favorite over Temple. Wow, I must have missed something on Temple. Maybe Temple's better than I thought. All right, don't forget, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. The podcast is awesome. It's like DVR on the radio. It'll be up this afternoon at about 5 o'clock. Be sure to check out my blog page where you can see the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers taking down a Kansas Jayhawk in the form of a pinata. They beat it with a crutch and beheaded it right there in front of everybody. Go and check that out on my blog page, foxsportsradio1400.com. Cool, cool stuff there. It's nice when a nice when an, an FCS team or a lower-level team, um, I know Coastal's moved up, but a lower-level team goes in and wins over a Power 5 team like that at their place. It just, you know, it just you're automatically rooting for them. It's like the whole Rocky theory. It really is. Russ on uh, Facebook says he thinks that Pruitt will right the ship, but he spent the weekend in Chattanooga. The only orange that he saw on Sunday was the construction barrels. Yeah, there's people aren't very happy at Tennessee right now. Will they bring back Philip Fulmer? And my other thing, too, when will Lane Kiffin get another shot at, his, at an SEC team? It's going to happen. I know Florida Atlantic's been kind of dogging it here a little bit lately. But Lane Kiffin can recruit. Lane Kiffin had some time with Nick Saban. He's one of those Nick Saban disciples, you can call him. Or one from Nick Saban's coaching rehab program. He's still a good coach. Will he get another shot at an SEC program? We'll we'll find that out as as we move along here. But still, someone's going to take a chance. Who will it be? Tennessee's not going to bring him back. Don't don't even try that. But maybe another team. Maybe a team from the West. Hello, Arkansas, who looked like they were lost this weekend. All right, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk is next. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Be sure to check out his website. That is at uh, clemsonsportstalk.com. Dave said he thinks that Lane Kiffin heads to FSU. Yeah. That could be right, too. There's another rudderless ship down there with Willie Taggart. More of the rundown tomorrow. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.